Are you doing? Are you not? Are you not Thank saving you. your reactions for? I'll save the reactions. I That's would fine. love your first reaction to be on podcast. I think the second will be just the same as the All first. Right. It's supposed oh, to be a double rye. Oh, tastes like a double band aid. Tastes like a double band aid. <laughs> it's like a double rye. Would we be drinking this? Come on, come on, come on. Well, hello guys. Welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like the office but gets you drunk like trying to calm your nerves before you go into interview for regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, a division of Sabre. Heyo. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking about anything and everything in the office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are, of course, your co-regional managers. I'm uh, AJ. I'm BJ. I'm Nick. And we're here to take you through an episode of what we think are some of the best guest stars. Maybe the worst guest stars. Best and worst guest stars. Best and worst. Best and worst. Just we're going to talk everything guest stars at this point, right? All the people that really didn't matter that much. That's right. (laughs) They came, they went, (laughs) they saw, they did what they did. They're in, they're out. But they left That's their stamp on. <laughs> goddamn, every Thank time. You, <laughs> you got to pepper them in where we can. It's the whole goddamn show. <laughs> Spread it on. Uh, first, before we get on to it, though, guys, we want to make sure uh, to give you a very quick reminder to make sure if you're here and listening and you're still listening, make sure you give us a five-star review. You've gotten enough out of us already. I think it deserves a, at least maybe five stars. Yeah. So uh, drop us your fan theory while you're at it. Uh, don't forget to do that while you're writing your review. We love the five stars, but we also want you to write the review uh, so and give us your fan theory inside the review so we can talk about it on the show. We love hearing your fan theories, and today Nick has got a great one for us. Nick, what do we got? Today our fan theory comes from Doug Fortman. Thank you, Douglas. Doug. We appreciate you sending that in. Appreciate. I'll be a Doug. <laughs> I'll be your Doug. <laughs> Dougie. <laughs> It is uh, coming in today, and the fan theory is that Kevin Malone is actually a secret genius and has been embezzling money from Dunder Mifflin under the guise of being a simpleton for Ooh. years. Really? Okay, so one of my one of my things I have to, I think I have to point out first is is Michael is responsible for Kevin being in finance, though. Correct. Correct. Because yep. he says, Kevin was actually just interviewing for the warehouse, but I had a feeling about him, and he ended up, I put him in finance. Yeah. <laughs> what? He ends up over in accounting. Of Michael's <laughs> tremendous Great leadership. Style. Yeah. <laughs> his, his unwaveringly great choices in all aspects of his job. In, yeah. Instead of adding a position to the warehouse that needed the position, he added a third body to accounting that <laughs> is, is a department meant for two. It was not needed. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the work of two people being done by oh, three. three. <laughs> Genius. Okay, so uh, so right. then let's let's talk more here. Um, what's who, does anybody have anything to support this? I guess. So is yeah, it, so I can dive in right off the bat. So okay. some of the some of the stuff that stuck out to me is that you know later on in the series, Kevin, after being fired for using the Clevin 
all the time when balancing the books. <laughs> Which is, um, it's a number it? he made up. Yeah, when, he it, can't, when the, the sheets don't balance. Yes, <laughs> so to balance everything. Balance but I'm trying to think of what sheets. the saying is. It's it's something plus. Eleven gets you home by seven. Get yeah. you home by seven. <laughs> <laughs> and he was home by four thirty that day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So so he's using his own fact factoids or his own number system. Yeah. yeah, but after after being let go, I mean Kevin is a successful bar owner right. and operator. Like he's got the know how, he's got the ability, the the mental fortitude to support owning and operating an entire bar. Yeah. But Somehow wasn't able to do the accounting work for that one department in Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. That's a good point. That's good. I got one. PJ. So Kevin won the, uh, what was it, the deuce to seven uh, yeah. draw. No draw. No, no, no limit. Texas Hold'em tournament yeah. in Vegas. For, yeah. And he won the $25,000 division. So, yeah. I can, He's wearing his good bracelet at, at uh, Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty good. I'm pretty good. I suck. <laughs> I... <laughs> I love that about him. Like he 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 loves and he knows what he knows, yeah. right? He loves his music and he loves his poker. And he's like, it's like yeah, he's got his commemorative. Like I say, he's got his commemorative bracelet on. Yep, like yep. his poker tourney winner, per, like his bracelet. hardware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he's very serious in that. And then he he thinks he's got it, and then he just gets beat because. Phyllis doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. 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 So Phyllis won out of dumb luck. He was he was gonna win. Yeah. And, okay. and and obviously a high intelligence person is gonna win those big tournaments. I mean, it's not yeah. just luck. It's it, you know it's playing the well and playing as importantly, people. it's playing, yeah, the other people. It's right. manipulating other people's perception of yourself. Which yeah. is the whole theory about what he's yep. doing at Dunder Mifflin. Correct. Okay. That's okay. some that's some evidence. Playing I like that. Wow, that is good. I yeah. think that's actually better than that's like the most commanding fact right now that's actually because I'm not fully for this one yet, but that one is helping me buy in. And, uh, okay, remember when the team goes to uh, uh, Philadelphia and they play in the trivia contest? Yes, yes. And Kevin got put on the C team? Yes. The team that won. The t- oh, yeah, my and he God. Helped the Einsteins. Win. Yeah, the Einsteins. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's Who is it? It's him and Aaron and... And Kelly. Yeah. Right. Okay, and, and uh, Meredith, maybe Meredith, yeah, yeah, the Einsteins, <laughs> the, uh, the Einsteins. and the Einsteins take it. <laughs> and Creed, it, that and was Creed, and Creed. because yeah, they was... have the the bit where they're talking about Stevie Wonder and they're trying to figure out what the what the state was for Georgia on my mind, and he goes, "You're a blind singer. Where do you go? Somewhere you're a novelty." <laughs> and they put Seattle, C-E-E. Oh no! Okay, uh, all right, all right. Okay, notes yep, on I, this I, thing. I, think I got one more. Give me uh, it. Okay, so uh, Kevin, Andy, and Daryl play Dallas in the warehouse. Yes, you know? and Kevin manipulates them into thinking someone else stole the money when in reality Kevin stole the money and, and took that's home everything. Dallas, and that's, that's Dallas. So he's a master manipulator. Yeah, he's clearly, secretly some sort of numbers guy. Where he says. But but he also he also says I had Martin explain to me what he did to go to prison yeah. three times. So then the question is like, okay, so is he a secret genius or is he just accidentally brilliant sometimes? Right. I think part of the part of the difficulty I have with it too is in in the first season, yeah, Kevin is very much just 
Brian Baumgartner for most of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like he he's just he he's just a normal guy. Character like, development dumber. doesn't yeah. happen for a lot of the accounting department and and the external like desks, if you will, the the outskirt desks until like I don't know what season two. Yeah, two for the most yeah, part they, into they season developed. two. Yeah, I mean they weren't even regulars on the show until you know season two. Uh, oh, so Booze Cruise, Booze Cruise, Cruise. that's right, Booze yeah. Cruise, Booze Cruise. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think after that is kind of when they really started to develop their characters. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, well, I think I think it's time for a vote, then, gentlemen. This is a, this is going to be important. Um, BJ, you start it. I'm going to vote no. On the embezzling side. Okay. I do think that Kevin is smarter than he lets on and that he isn't as dumb, but he kind of plays it dumb. Even that episode, you know, where he's like, you know, I, I see world. You right. Know, like, why use big words when little words do when, trick? Uh, yeah. yeah. When <laughs> any word, when few words <laughs> do, do trick. trick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think it's a mix of him being lazy and uh, if he's not held accountable, no pun intended, he won't have to work very hard. So I, I, I say no to the embezzling, but yes to the fact that he is smarter than he lets on. Okay. I would concur with that. I would say that that's a fair assessment. I don't I don't think that he's been embezzling tens of thousands of dollars from Dunder Mifflin or anything like that necessarily. Right. But yeah, I'd say that that's a fair assessment, that he's much smarter than he lets on. Yeah. Or even maybe plays it up a little bit to try and get away with some of the more things that he does. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's an ace right there. I, I agree wholeheartedly with both of you. Yes to part A, no to part B. Yeah. Yep. Kevin is smarter, but he is not a criminal per Correct. se. Okay. At least not on purpose. Yeah. As we <laughs> Mar- Martin has clarified for him. Yeah. He may His insider trading. be insider trading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he may be accidentally insider trading, but he has no knowledge of this and I don't think he would be convicted of it. So nope. uh so, so how do you explain the Kalevin? Just laziness? Laziness. One hundred percent laziness, that's it. He's like he's like fuck it, Oscar and Angela will pick up the yeah, slack and Angela figure it out. They'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> he's he definitely it, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think back more on, like, the manipulating the people around him. And you think of, like, Oscar as, like, a very no-nonsense, pretty hardworking guy. But in Office Olympics, him and Kevin have been playing this paper football game for fucking years yes. when Michael is out of the office. And they're wonderful friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, there it is. Uh, yes, Kevin is definitely some sort of secret genius, if not just at least very much smarter than he lets on. No to embezzlement. He's no not a criminal. He's not a knowing yep. criminal. All right. I All right. love that. Lock well, it in. That's part of the ethos. That's right. Lock it in <laughs> Lock it to in. Scotch and Splenda canon for the office. <laughs> uh, well, let's, uh, we're about to do it, guys. We're about to jump into our favorite guest stars, but first we have to warm up. I gotcha. Nicholas. So this week we're going to be drinking on a High West American Prairie bourbon. So this is at a High West distillery in Utah. Okay. Um, This one is another store pick. So it's a single barrel pick from one of our local Hy-Vees in North Liberty. North Liberty, Iowa. Yep. Okay. That's correct. And so what they do with these is they'll take them and then they finish them in different casks to give them different tastes, right? So traditionally your bourbon casks are are just your new American oak casks. Then after that, they're filtered or they're diluted to down to whatever they want the proof is and then throw them in a bottle. This one, they take them, they put them in something else when they're done with it to try and flavor it or give it more notes that it didn't have. So this one, it spends nine months in peated scotch whiskey barrels once it's done being bourbon. 
Neither one of you guys I know okay. are big Scotch guys. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Scotch and so, the, the hosts of Scotch and Splenda, Splenda are not Scotch guys. <laughs> we, we prefer Two bourbon. of the three hosts of Scotch and Splenda are not Scotch guys. <laughs> bourbon and Splenda just didn't have the same ring. Well, it. if I yeah. knew it was going to drive us down the path of having to drink it, you know, I would have asked for a different name of the podcast. But here we are. We're already four episodes in, guys. I'm sorry. We can't change it. So this will All likely right. be the scotchiest drink I have you guys drink. But let me pop that open here real quick. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> okay. I want that to be my ringtone. I think uh, I think I've used a similar smelling uh, solution for um, a, my a dog wound that my dog got. <laughs> like an iodine? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure, I'm sure I put this on Scout's paw at some point in time. It does smell It smells like a doctor's scotchy. office, I think. God, it does yeah. have sort of a medicinal smell to it. I'll give you that uh, much. I'll dip my but fingers in this a to lot stop of from your, biting my nails. A lot of your, like, <laughs> Isla scotches and stuff will have that, like your Lafroigs or your... Or your Lagavulins or whatever it may be. Oh, but God. cheers. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. All right. You just shoot this, right? Yeah. To you get it out it of your back. mouth? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's warm. Definitely get the peat right yep. away on there. Heavy peat. That's that scotch uh, flavor from the barrel. I feel uh, like it finishes much sweeter than a traditional scotch, though. It finishes more like a bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So it, it doesn't burn you until it hits your groin. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> All right, AJ's Nick, over here, eyes watering. Now, if, and, if, if you're wondering why peat um, tastes so bad to some people, Nick, you want to explain what peat is? So peat is short for peat moss. So basically when they go through and make scotch, part of what they have to do is malted barley, which is very like earthy and very... No, no, let me simplify it. It's dirt, okay? <laughs> it's, it's dirt, and that's why I don't like it, okay? Oh. It is a very specific flavor. I know some people love it, but it, like, it is I don't, it's dirt. I don't know who this Pete Moss is. He's, he <laughs> yeah, sucks. Moss. He <laughs> sucks. He's Randy Moss's he brother. Sucks. He's less successful. He tastes like shit. All right. Ugh, no, all it's right. all it's all right. I'm just not a big, you know. I will be I'm honest with you. It does guy. not hit me. It doesn't hurt me as much as I thought it was going to. Next time I put in our group chat, I've got us covered for whiskey. They're going to say the fuck you the do. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for warming us up on uh, on what is basically the second day of the new year for us. Uh, after a nice big snow, this is uh, a great little warm up and a great little warm up into our topic for today. Which is guest stars. Guest stars. It's guest just, stars. It's, I'm just going to simplify it. Guest stars, right? And we do. We love the guest stars. I think The Office did a, an yeah. amazing job. You know, it wasn't until the later seasons they tried to get some more big name actors in. Right. And actresses um, to be in these roles. And, you know, some of them are huge stars and had, you know, lines. Like yeah. just a couple lines. Yeah. You know, one that comes to mind right away would be Jim Carrey. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, just think about it. His, yeah. his role in The Office was so small. One the episode. Lakes. He's the all about lakes the finger lakes. Yep. People disappear in the finger and lakes. <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, it was a, a truly, it was almost disappointing when you hear, you know, that episode that Jim Carrey's going to be in it. And then that was his entire role. It was, 
it was like almost getting whiplash. Yeah, like, that's a good point. You're like, wait, was that fucking Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, he's, on, he's on screen for like 30 seconds. Let's talk about that for just a second here, yeah. because let's let's try. Let's can we name a few of those guys who are there? It, it's I believe it's called the Search Party. Yep, uh, yep. For for that episode, and you've got you've got Jim Carrey. I think yep. I can name just about all of them for you. Can you go do for it? it. So Let's you see it. James Spader comes in as Robert California. Of course, right? Yeah, Ray Romano. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will Arnett. Yes. Yep. Jim Carrey. Yep. Warren Buffett. Warren yeah, Buffett. Buffett. <laughs> um, you have a video CV or interview from David Brent. Yep. Oh, uh, Gervais. Right. H.K. Gervais. Yep. And then. Uh, uh, I mean, who, you have Andy and Daryl, obviously, yeah, both yeah. interview, and and Nelly, Nelly, Nelly. Anybody had my girl Nelly do? <laughs> uh, we don't think she's the the right fit. We don't think she's the right fit. <laughs> right, let's go. She, the, let's go the opposite. Her her interview was great. I oh, she didn't. It. She didn't mention that you knew each other. Oh, she didn't. Integrity move. Integrity move. <laughs> is, is she okay? I think there will be a there will come a time when we get down to a Nelly episode, even because yeah, yeah. I think she has some underrated potential in the office world, right? Um, and she was more of a much more than just a guest star. Yeah, she, she was a full on character. She turned into a full. character. She did turn into a full character later on in the series. You're absolutely. She was right. as much of a character as like your uh, Clark and Pete or whatever oh, right. later yeah. on. Absolutely. Bigger, or what's what's their that. name? I'm sorry, Clark Duke is the name of the guy who plays. No, what's Plop. His? It's Plop. Plop. Well, Plop <laughs> is <laughs> Pete. Yeah, I know. Who's Clark Duke? Uh, who plays him? Why or what's his Plop? what's his character? Because you're always the taking show? big dumps. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was uh that's definitely. I think his name is Clark in the show. I yeah, think it's Clark, Clark on the show. Yeah, they did that with a lot of people. Dwight Even, Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Even the the guest stars because you get like Dakota Johnson later in there of like Fifty Shades of oh, Grey yeah, thing, right. and yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Dakota. She replaces Kevin after he gets fired, yeah, because yeah. she's the one who's asking <laughs> Dwight about the Clevin. Yeah, the <laughs> oh well, and God. just look at like Joan Cusack, yeah, yeah Joan huge Cusack. name. Uh, and she came in as Nelly's or not Aaron's, Aaron's mom, mom. yeah, birth, birth mom. mom. Yes. And who played the husband? Uh, that was another. That was another big name. Oh, I couldn't tell you his name off the top of my head. Yeah, and then and then look at uh, Aaron Rodgers. He he had one little cameo on the very last episode, and he got that because he was friends with Ryan Baumgartner in real life. I didn't know that. Where is he in the last episode? He's in the crowd um, when they're doing the panel. Oh, and seriously? He, and he asked one of the questions. I've never noticed that that was yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And him and yeah, him and Brian are. I'm used to seeing him now in like his mid 40s dirtbag divorcee look the, that he's got going on before and after he told everyone he was vaccinated when he wasn't. That Correct. Guy, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to look this up. Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. Is that, that sounds like a serial killer's name. I think so. That's I, one of those three names serial killer names. <laughs> yeah. Uh Ed Begley Jr. Oh my god. He but he is kind of prolific as far as a character actor goes. Yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, yeah, uh, a Mighty Wind, Pineapple Express. Uh he was in uh well, the Ghostbusters that no one liked. Um <laughs> so but no, but a, a wonderful character actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So big names, you know, yeah. on on these really really small roles, which yeah. you know, and like Kathy Bates, she had kind of more of a recurring character mm-hmm. type role, I, but I would, still huge. I, yeah, I would call Kathy Bates star to have. You yeah. Know. No, one hundred percent. Fried green tomatoes, baby. <laughs> it's right. I think it's funny as hell that they got Warren Buffett in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's to come in and do that, and then he like haggles with him about mileage and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's because Warren Buffett by trade is actually very much a penny pincher. Yeah. Like it's now when I it worked out for him. Now when I right. Long distance calls. Is that on my own dime or is that on the honor system? Is this the honor system? <laughs> <laughs> I like how they just basically turn it into old people jokes. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
<laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, so I've got to turn it over then to Will Arnett inside that episode, just to just so we can save on a couple of these because Will Arnett like comes in and he's he's got all the right moves, right? Yep. He sounds good. He looks good. He's means business. But I'm not going to give you my plan. <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to give you my plan. You got to hire me. You got to give me the job first. It's well, just like, well, how do we know you have a plan? He's like, it's like, I'll give you. What does he say? I'll, I'll give, give you, you a part. Or what does he say? Like, I'll give you a section of one part. Yeah. I'll give you part three of part two. Yeah. Color code said documents. documents. TM. TM. You just trademark your. That's company. a verbal trademark. That's legally binding. That's legally binding. <laughs> So I just have to. Uh, they had a tough job hiring Michael's replacement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the, search committee. Here's the thing: is do you think that they they gave writing direction, or do you think they came in like they those people came in since most of them are prolific anyways? That, that you're just like, oh yeah, we we're gonna we're just hey you're a comedy genius or whatever. We're going to let you just have full reign. Here's the, here's be, the bullet points. Be this person. We need yeah. you to be this type of person. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like if they had a little bit more reign, they would have done a little more. You think so? I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like Jim Carrey specifically is who I'm thinking of. You know, okay. I'm yeah. Talking about this is like, man, he could have done so much more. And there, therein lies like they probably, I mean, they had such a range of people that you have, you have Warren Buffett on one side, and the opposite end is probably Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah you right. know what I mean. So to to give guidance the right amount to like these different entity, these different people and actors, and yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. <laughs> so so why don't we go around and and just fire off some of our our favorites? I love it. You want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Nick, you want to fire start us off? Yeah, actually, because mine's a pretty easy lead in. So one of mine is actually Ray Romano from nice. that episode <laughs> of the search committee. So he comes in after. So James Spader, who plays uh, Robert California, right, has interviewed and he's sitting down in Dwight's caffeine corner yeah. downstairs um, and is going through and like getting himself a coffee or something when Ray Romano comes in to interview for the job. Yeah. And James Spader just like psychs him out so hard, gets right. so into his head about like, Oh, it's a failing company. Like these people are terrible. They're uninspired. Yada yada yada. And Ray Romano's like, "Well, I don't know if I even want this job. I don't want this <laughs> job at this point." And and like he goes yeah. into the interview. Yes, and with just, that attitude, just he, I'm gonna bomb it. Yeah, he he yeah. just goes in with the intention of bombing it. When I love the idea that maybe Ray Romano could have been the the actual yeah. like what if Ray Romano was on this yeah. instead of James Spader now i'm not saying i dislike James Spader by any means i think he definitely has his moments but think if ray romano came in yeah. as this guy who's just way too quiet and very much the opposite of a michael scott in jet, like from the feel of it all yes and and, and if he's that, that easily influenced imagine how that Correct. would have gotten just, you know, utilized by everybody just, in the office. Yeah. Oh man! Like, Can you yeah. imagine Ryan, the later seasons Ryan working under Ray Romano's character? Yeah, just yep. like basically honey potting him or something yeah, like yeah, that. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> just honey potting Ray Romano into doing whatever he wants, and like 
I think that would be wonderful to watch. But yeah. he's, so, just, he's just eating his sandwich, his lunch yeah. in the interview. <laughs> it's a bad like time a, for he's you. Like a, yeah, he pulls it out of his fucking briefcase. It's like a refrigerated sandwich in a Tupperware <laughs> yeah. container. He just pulls out of his briefcase and starts eating it. Like he's going to eat it and in between interviews he's going to. Jim's like, is this a bad time? Like they're trying to be very polite with him. He's like, oh, I'm having a bad time. Throw a mouthful of sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, wait. He goes, these people are wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> like, I made a mistake. He's just, it's so good, man. It's yeah. so great. That was a good one. Bad, yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Ray Romano's hilarious. I can that. appreciate that. I think he would have been a really funny character to have in, like, even your D'Angelo Vickers, like, oh, length yeah. of like four three episodes. or four episode yeah. swing. Yeah. I think he would have been really funny to be sent in as somebody from corporate as, like, a temporary replacement oh, or something. Yeah. He would have been hilarious. Yeah, he would have been phenomenal. So um, what did you guys think of uh, Will Ferrell? I guess I don't that's think a, he's that's on a good segue. Our, he's not probably not on our top list. I mean, he's not on mine. I should say, but he's not on mine. Yeah, I I I I I, uh, I did uh, put him on mine. Actually, did you? Oh, I did because because I actually think so. Will Ferrell, D'Angelo Vickers. Yeah, amazing I, name. Uh, the, it's the most perfect name. I have to imagine that Will Ferrell came up with this. Yeah, um, D'Angelo <laughs> Jeremetrius Vickers. <laughs> I actually think he plays into this world very well, and and like he comes through as, as still like this very respected guy. He's very respected for the most part. Like everyone really wants to impress him when you think about it. True. And like he, like they he, really do kiss his ass too. in a way they that do. they never did with Michael. Correct. Yeah. But he's a new, you know, he's new. He's coming in. They probably assume that he's like really good at his job yeah like and he's probably like gonna be the manager that they've always kind of wanted and hoped yeah right would somebody who's them. very competent somebody yeah. who's going to actually be able to they were wrong, let them get things done yeah <laughs> yeah and I'll, not be a huge hr liability all the fucking time or just a giant distraction yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll, michael is and i'll give you some of my favorite bullet points for d'angelo <laughs> vickers okay number one is when we first meet d'angelo vickers and he's meeting michael for the first time and they both say yeah meet and somebody here yeah. <laughs> at an empty bar a hotel bar or whatever and they both get on the phone with each other and eventually look at each other and say oh, uh, oh my goodness i can uh, hear you yeah i can <laughs> hear you <laughs> talking moving now oh. and and like they, they the way that they meet and everything is i think a very very funny thing oh yeah, yeah. um and then so then you have like the power moves that he plays right that he like getting a shave in his office, yep. like oh man, that's a total power move. Yeah, that is. the inner circle things like that. Yep. Um, I also really love when he pulls like this. He's trying to be a real tough guy in the in the meeting, and he goes and says something like, and he, he's like he's like Daryl, you're going to night school. Management's paying for it, full ride, no questions asked. Take that, and he's yeah. like, wow, <laughs> thank you. He's like, hey, don't thank don't me, thank guy. Me. Don't, right? thank, don't thank, me. thank me. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's doing all these things. He's, he's like, talking about ice cream he's Thursday. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't care what you like. Here's a bowl of ice cream. You're gonna eat it because that's what's gonna happen on ice, ice cream, cream Thursdays. Thursdays. He's like, these all sound great to me. These all sound like great things. He's like, he's like, or maybe they don't. Kevin's got me. Kev's pegged. got me pegged. <laughs> <laughs> Kev's got me pegged. Kev's got me pegged. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like all that's these such things a are great happening. line. <laughs> uh, 
Like, and I'll be honest with you, I love the fact that he doesn't give a shit about Cece and yeah. and Jim yeah. and Pam's kids. Like, he's like, I, that baby could be the star of a show called Babies I Don't Care About. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like these are all very, very funny moments, yeah. and especially the way he ends up going out. Uh, the last, last one before the way he goes out is his imaginary juggling. Yes. Yes. Come on, to man. Bring me to life oh. by Evanescence. Never touch another oh, man's parabolas. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I think it's a very underrated thing. I think it's impossible to fill the shoes that Steve Carell laid yep. out for somebody. Uh, Phil, well, let me let me say Steve Carell's Crocs that he yep. laid out uh, for for that and got, and eggs in my Crocs, <laughs> eggs in my Crocs. Which, by the way, that was a wonder that that thank God they didn't break on. Um, but but uh, but yeah, like these huge huge shoes like for them and. Uh, and then he just ends up going out. Doesn't he like dunk and it just comes over on yeah, him or something? So he's talking about Michael Jordan in Space Jam and his dunk right. from the yeah, free throw line free throw and throw how he I can, can do actually that. do that. Yeah. And he goes for it. And he's and like, just, yeah, we'll have to do that sometime. And Jim's like, yeah, we could do it right now. We have a hoop downstairs in the warehouse. In the warehouse. And you can just see his face like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, no, man. So, I, I, dude, I actually, I, like Let's say, talk real quick about how he got the job. Oh, yes. Because I love how he got the job. Everybody just assumes, like, including the audience, just assumes he went through the same interview process. Like, he was chosen because he did a great job. He came into the interview well prepared, et cetera, right? And then we find out later on what? That he saved the dog. Yes. Of uh, the owner of Sabre, the CEO of Joe. And and he practiced it to get himself hyped up before going on that sales call with Andy. And he runs up and he's like, give me that dog. That's not your dog. That's my dog. Give me that dog. Oh, and my God. And that is, there, is how he is got the job. Is there a shelter job. on the way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And they go to this animal shelter. Yeah, he's running Andy through the scenario. He's like, give me that dog. Give me that dog. That's not your dog. <laughs> Oh, I love he it. does. He does like the like air spike, like he's gonna fucking football spike the dog as he's celebrating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes from this person that you're like, oh, he's probably gonna be pretty well respected. He's gonna be good stuff. Like he's gonna be not a huge distraction, not an HR liability. To like, okay, he's kind of full of shit and might be a little bit sexist. 100%. To like, okay, he's a total fucking wild card. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I agree. And worse think, at his job than Michael, and I think yeah. that was the point, you yeah. know. But yeah, but I agree. AJ. I love the look that like uh, Jim and Dwight give each other when he reaches for the cake with his hands, and yeah, and they're just, uh oh, <laughs> we got another one. Yeah, because he gets but, like he takes like a bite out of it and then throws it in the no. trash because he's so like committed to this fitness and how he lost all this weight. Yeah. And, like, and then he like grabs another piece and does the same thing, and they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like he's got like all this stuff like that he's he's putting chocolate syrup all over. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, "All right, sales call, let's do it." And he slaps the freaking doorway. Yeah. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I, I like impossible Crocs to fill from Steve Carell, <laughs> and you you've got to appreciate at least what he did to break up. Honestly, if you didn't have this buffer of Will Ferrell and D'Angelo yeah. Vickers, it would have been really tough to go from directly from Michael to James Spader yeah, as Robert right. California. So. Well, yeah, no, you're I right. Think it was good. It was a good buffer. I, I 
probably going into this, I wouldn't have said I, I liked him. And then just sitting here talking about it with you guys, I'm like, oh, actually, I really did kind of like those episodes. I mean, they're yeah. funny. Like, oh, yeah. I think he did a great job being exactly what he needed to be, which is a character that was there for three or four episodes, like you said, to act as a buffer. Yep. He had stardom. Ultimately, somebody who was sort of an unlikable character that gave you an option to hate them. Because I think yeah. no matter who they brought in, Whoever was next after Steve Carell was always going to get some animosity from your fans or yep. your fan base because oh, yeah. they're just not Steve Carell. And so, yeah, I think it was right. a good idea. They had Will Ferrell in there as the break point between the two for somebody that could sort of almost be the scapegoat of the animosity from your fan base. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And you pick a huge name like Will Ferrell yeah. to do it because then fans of Steve Carell are also the same fans that are fans of Will Ferrell. Yeah, because so yeah, they, they've seen him together in Anchorman. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. 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 Yeah, like it was that was the right right way to go. It was so a great good, way, great fact that they could get there. You know? So good pick, thanks, man. Good pick. Yeah. All right. What you got, BJ? So you know, one of my favorite guest stars, without a doubt, has got to be Josh Groban. Oh yes, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Josh Groban, angel voiced Josh Groban. Yep. He uh, he comes in in season eight, I believe, and plays Andy's. Uh, uh, Little brother Walter Jr. Yeah, um, Walter Jr. Yeah, used Andy to be was, Andy's name, <laughs> which used to be Andy's name uh, until he was like two or three, and then his parents decided that uh, his younger brother more you know resembled the Walter Jr. name, and then they found Andrew in a baby book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god, damn it! But those that episode of the. Uh, Oh, what the dinner party, garden party, garden party yes. episode where Great he comes episode. in and it's the video of him um, singing with the dad. And then Andy's just so jealous and wants to be the favorite son yeah. that they're proud of. Because they're part of like a viral video, right? Yeah. It's from like his dad's boss's garden party or something, yep. okay. which is why he threw one to try and. Yeah. have that same sort of reception, oh, but God. he confuses Phyllis. both Meredith and Phyllis on separate occasions then, as yeah. this must be Pam. Yeah, because yeah. he says, "Oh, this must be Pam." When and he got Meredith, and, and Jim's like, "No, <laughs> like the fucking face John Krasinski makes." No, no. <laughs> and they decide to cast someone who's just like, and he's so nice, so Jim can't be like mad at him. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's just because he's just so earnest in what he's saying. He's not trying to be mean. No, and, not at all. <laughs> his fucking dad is talking about how they've got to get going because they've got theater tickets. And you think that, that means they're going to see like Les Mis or Hamilton. Yeah. Or so, and he's like, oh, what are you guys seeing? Moneyball. Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> so they're leaving and he's like, and he's like, bye, Pam. Bye, Tuna. <laughs> Fellas. Yeah. So uh, very, very short stint. Yeah, tuna. Like yeah. that Andy Because that's because you know he's along. like yeah. Andy talking about work and it's like, oh, and then Tuna and Pam tuna are married. They over. have two kids now. Oh, that must be Pam. <laughs> Hi Tuna. Hi Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was uh that's my that. that's one of my favorites. He's that's hilarious. my pick one. All right, Nick, you got another one? I sure do. Okay. <laughs> so as we're talking about Jim, I think it would be uh we would be remiss not to mention Randall Park as Asian Jim. Asian Jim. <laughs> and maybe maybe one of the best cold opens of Very the well series. could be yeah. one of the best cold Real opens subtle. ever. And that is that was his entire guest starring appearance, yeah. which yeah. is just amazing. Absolutely. Because yep, Randall one. Park's been in all sorts of stuff since then. He was like he starred in uh that new show Off the Boat. He was in uh WandaVision as one of the characters in there. Right. He was in for several episodes, so like he's done a lot of stuff since then. But yeah, it was a very pretty, funny guy. Pretty relatively unknown at the time. But yeah, he comes in and so what is it? It's Jim's got like a dentist appointment or something. Yep. And so Steve is an actor friend of theirs. Yeah. And they go through the whole shebang of like replacing the family pictures with like 
Steve and Pam and these two Asian children and They've like been building this for like yeah, how long? Forever. They had to go get family photos taken. Yeah. Like Oh god, it's great. He had he, to he had to give him like information yeah. like, yeah. His, like his, his voice pin mail, code. Pin code. His voice. Yeah. 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 He's got like because what are what are the companies he's asking about? Because Dwight doesn't believe him, obviously. He's right. like, Jim, you're not Jim. Jim's not Asian. He's like, really? After all these years, and he never noticed. Kudos to you for not seeing race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, Jim, what sale were you working on yesterday? And he like lists off the companies, and he's like, got uh, you know, forty two cases of eleven pound letter stock, and unless you mean this one, and they haven't signed yet, but I'm hoping that I have a voicemail from so and so this morning, and like. Yeah. Goes to check it and Dwight's eyeballing him and he like does that suspicious side eye and like covers the dial pad with his hand yeah. and punches <laughs> yeah. in the voicemail voice pin. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the the absolute nail in the coffin, icing on the cake, cherry yeah. on top is hey, I got us reservations to that restaurant you wanted. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, awesome. Uh, yeah, like yeah. The, the quick kisses kiss they Pam. go by. And Dwight's like, Whoa. What? <laughs> and he grabs the he grabs the family photo. He's like, "That's you're not Jim. This is Jim." And then you get that absolutely picture perfect. Randall Park does the John Krasinski look to the camera yep. and like head <laughs> tilt. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely amazing. Oh, wonderful, wonderful cut. I love it. Good open. pick. That's a great step. pick. Another solid one. Love that. AJ, what do you got? You know what? I'm gonna take it back to my. Probably, arguably one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, and I'm going to go to the client who is played by Tim Meadows. Nice. Tim Meadows is, I think, brilliant uh, as this client for Wakalana County uh, that he, they need paper, and they're trying to make this big sale, and and they reschedule to Chili's, and he's sitting there. And <laughs> it's he's, the new golf course. It's yeah. a new, <laughs> Chili's is a Small new golf business course. Small businessman. <laughs> it, it said that. <laughs> It will. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it in letter to the editor. <laughs> so, so, but Tim Meadows does an amazing job of just being this lackluster guy. I've got to hear the sales pitch. Like, God damn it. And Michael ends up wearing him down and just playing this long game friendship of, of like trying to build this relationship with him. While Jan is just like, doesn't have any hopes in the world. Oh. And she's treating it very, very much just like a, a normal sales, like, like she's just, Gives up basically yeah, halfway yeah. through, and Tim Meadows, especially if you go back and right now they they have the uh, super fan episodes that you can see on Peacock, that you get to see a, even a little bit more of Tim Meadows and Michael buddying up and yes. everything, yep. and just like him, his armor just coming down, and I think it is just hilarious when they start in on their I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, I want my baby back, baby back. That's pretty good, AJ. Hey, <laughs> and like, we got something to fall back on in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Acapella group. Uh, <laughs> so, but but like it, they just start following into this great relationship. And and again, Tim Meadows is just hilarious. And you can see he just it's like he needed this in his life almost. Somehow there's this depth to this character that that you that you would never get, I think, from almost anyone else. Yeah. Of him just being like, God, he needed this so bad. Yeah. By, by the it's like, I, I have time. 
Yep. I have time. <laughs> well, just I have like, time. He is just working a nine to five job <laughs> yeah. that he yeah. is like coming in. His eyes barely are open. He's, he's working like, like school we administration have to, budgets. We have to cut of, costs. Here's yeah. the, you know, and Jan's like, what's the bottom line? You know, and Michael's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he's hold on. Let's, uh, uh, let's put an order of awesome blossoms. So, have you ever had them? They're extra, awesome. Extra awesome? <laughs> extra awesome. <laughs> It's done. Tim Meadows is hilarious. He's, He's a, a very funny guy. My wife's favorite movie is Mean Girls, and he plays oh, the yeah. principal in Mean Girls. <laughs> yep. And has just one yes. of the best lines ever with the, I did not leave the South Side for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. But yeah, uh, he's he's Meadows, hilarious. man. So good. They're yeah. like they're like so many beers or drinks into the evening, and they're talking about Jan's divorce, and he's like way too emotional oh, for a person. He's <laughs> the like, greatest he's, greatest moment. I he's forgot like, about you it. You wore your heart on your sleeve. Yep. You slit your wrist. You told the world this is my blood. It's, it's red. <laughs> so love me. <laughs> Just like yours. So love me. <laughs> so good. I do God love that they're it. playing Truth or Dare at the Chili's booth. Yeah. That's how yeah. that gets brought up. Truth, Truth, or, Truth or Dare. dare. Tell us about your divorce. She's not playing. She's not playing. Yeah, she's not oh, playing. man. It's like <laughs> wearing her down. They're just oh. ending up at a t- at a tall table near the bar, just like with big beers and yep. just yeah. sleeves rolled up, hanging out, buds. And it's just like, and there again, Michael, just this actually a wonderful salesman, which yep. eventually yeah. we'll get to. But yep. yeah. Wow. All right. Good pick. Outstanding. Okay. AJ, I think this one's yours. It's it's tough. I'm caught between a few here, but Okay. Um, I want to, I'll do one quick honorable mention. It's such a small, yeah. small, small role. Yeah. But it cannot go unsaid is Christian Slater playing Christian Slater. <laughs> in, the in the Saber training video? <laughs> yes. God. So it. you've it, just been bought out by Saber. <laughs> You're probably wondering. What's going to happen next? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you. And then Jim follows up the video with, you've just been shown a nonsensical video. And you're pr- and you're probably wondering, what is going on? Guess you're what? You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> His, he's got this line where he says, like, it's not taste a rainbow because that's Skittles, isn't it? But he's like, have you ever tasted a rainbow? Because it's Saber. You will. You will. <laughs> he's got like a fucking snow cone or some shit. <laughs> and then Michael brings it back when he's like all the changes. And he's like, can we call Christian Slater? I think he would understand like, where I'm coming from. Can we get him in here? Can he we know what's him? going he on. He knows what's going on. Oh, God. All right. So that was just an honorable mention. Had to say it. But uh, one of my favorite guest stars, uh, for sure, Rob Riggle. Oh, Rob Riggle. I do Rob love Riggle that. Riggle as Captain Jack. He yeah. did absolutely fantastic. <laughs> that was the Booze Cruise episode. We kind of talked about, touched on it earlier. That was the episode, you know, all the side characters officially. I mean, that was really when the show, like, got locked in. Yeah. It's going to be, now it's moving to Thursday nights. It's going to be the big show on NBC um, primetime. And that was a fantastic episode. And one of the first episodes that was really mainly out of the office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and not so, a bottle episode or whatever they're called where yeah. it's all in one location. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Absolutely. we always have to bring up in some way, shape, or form who banged who. And obviously, you know, Meredith banged Captain Jack. Back going at it with Captain Jack. I don't Jack. think anybody can. We're not. We're not here to slut shame Meredith. Let's just if we can if we can lead into that before we get fucking roasted on Twitter, because oh, yeah. this is about the fourth fucking episode we've talked about how much Meredith Palmer gets around. Gets around. No respect, Rob Riggle. Respect. That's the poll. All right, yeah. Captain Jack. Yeah, that's a score. That's a good. Yeah, absolutely. He's is. an American hero. He is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I drove around PC fifty one Cyclone <laughs> Patrol boat around Desert Storm. 
He's asked Have you ever left people before? Yeah. Wow. You, maybe you should be the motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he knows he knows how to play people. He knows like he's like Dwight. How would you like to steer the ship? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's a really fake wheel, dummy. dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Rob Riggle in that role though, because you know why? Because. Rob Riggle can be very over the top, you know. Yep. Oh yeah, very. You think about him in like New Girl. He's as yeah. like Big Schmidt. Big he's Schmidt. just super yeah. over the top. Yep. Or or in uh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yes. Yeah. You think about him in there. Pow! Shit like mm-hmm. Kobayashi. I don't know what pow! it is about your face, but I just want to punch it. Punch it. <laughs> Are you saying pow? Uh, pow! But he he can be very over the top. But in this, I loved how he was like this reserved person, but he was trying to perpetuate a fun time. Yeah, I mean, as he, the yeah, captain of a. Yeah. Yeah, the I booze mean, cruise. I'm not just your ship's captain. I'm also your party, party captain. captain <laughs> We're gonna get there in just a few minutes, though. It's, it's funny to see the, I, I guess, almost the dichotomy between him and Larry Wilmore in managing Michael being disruptive. Oh yeah, during their <laughs> presentation, because Larry Wilmore is very like classic middle management, like Michael, you said, please. where he's. Like, Michael, I would love to have your permission to run this meeting. And it would also help me if you were seated. Can I have your permission to run this meeting? Versus Captain Jack, who's just, like, cutting him down any chance he gets the option to because he's being so fucking disruptive. He's like, your employees are not the only people on the boat. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Captain Jack ends up freaking cuffing him. Yeah, (laughs) because he's... Because Michael's been using this analogy for Dunder Mifflin as the ship for the entire evening, and they find out that, like, they're likely getting downsized. And he gets on the microphone, he's talking to everybody about how the ship is sinking, it's going down, there's nothing we can do about it. Causes this fucking mass hysteria while Rob Riggle is just getting it in with Meredith Palmer. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what the hell is going on out here? Yeah, he's he's just he's just kind of playing games around him. He's just like, I'm yeah. done with this guy. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that was a that's yeah. solid one. That's good. I, I really do like that. I'll throw out one more real quick, just yeah, like the Christian Slater. Let just honorable mention, but yeah. Yvette Nicole Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. She and, played. Um, she played the coworker. From community. Yep. She's from Community. She played the coworker at Staples with Dwight. With Dwight. Oh my God. Yeah. Commute's and, gonna be hell. <laughs> commute's gonna be hell. And he's like, uh, and Dwight, no. Well, I have snow tires and excellent hand-eye coordination. And chains. <laughs> Air chains. Yeah. And <laughs> and then she gets up, and really her only main line is, "I don't like his big head." Or his beady little eyes. And that's all I got to say on the matter. <laughs> she like wads up her, her trash role. and yeah. throws. Well, because he's talking to her about like, she wants to know where he was working before this. She's like trying to make coworkers yeah. small talk. He's like Dunder Mifflin. And she goes, hmm, never heard of it. She's got like a mouthful. And he Why, goes, have you ever heard of that? paper? Have you, it's your only your Staples main competitor. Hmm, never heard of it. Have you heard of paper? <laughs> she's just an absolute dick And she's it. just like, so that's how it's going to be. <laughs> yep. That's how it's going to be, huh? Throws, yeah. throws shit away and does that talking head cutaway. I mean, I, obviously, Community is an NBC show, too. So yes. they, yeah. you know, sharing characters. But I love funny. that they pulled her over because she was she was one of the stars of Community. Oh, sure. yeah. You know, and I freaking love that show, too. It's great. I like it has to be said that like so many of these amazing character actors and guest stars that have these even small parts are the ones that propel and perpetuate what was so awesome about the office and yeah. gave gave the characters that were that we know like a platform to jump off of again you know what yeah. i mean yep. and like bounce off of one more time and it's just like that interaction between dwight and her is just phenomenal yeah so it's perfect yeah that's a great one man so anyway that was i had, sorry a couple if you guys want to plug another honorable mention in there or do you want to go yeah. to least favorites 
Well, I got I got my last one that I can okay. do for you, my third one. Okay. Um, so my last one's a little bit bigger character. So I know that we had some discussion before the episode about like what's going to constitute a guest star because we had people right, like right. Kathy Bates as Joe later on in the series who like is sort of an unrelated actress in the fact that she hasn't really done anything else with the show but was in it for several episodes. We had like Nellie was in there or whatever it may be. But my third one is Idris Elba as oh, uh, yes. Charles Thank Minor. <laughs> Thank so, you. Charles Minor in the show is so excellent. Oh, dude. Because he is just the biggest corporate asshole posi- like yes. possible. Yeah, absolutely. They, just, they bring him in, and he is the guy who's going to clean house, and he's going to like make everything more streamlined. He's going to make everything more efficient. High expectations yep. on him. They're they're done with the bullshit between Jan and her online shopping yeah. and Ryan <laughs> and his constant bullshit with the website. Yeah. They're done with it. They're ready to be done with it. They need somebody to bring in. And so you get Charles Minor, who is uh, I know we talk about like our, our biggest cringe episodes. Right. Once in a while. And for a lot of people it's like Scott's Tots. For yeah. me, my worst one far and away is New Boss, which oh, is where God, they bring dude. in Charles Minor in his yeah. first episode. And Jim is wearing the fucking tuxedo. Yes. <laughs> and like Jim can just absolutely do no right yes. with Charles Minor the I entire time. I can't win. weirdly like the fact that the new boss who's all business, absolutely no no play, is doesn't like Jim. He yeah. doesn't like him at all. Because he sees good... him as he's a distraction. Yep. He doesn't work as hard as he could work. Like he's somebody who sort of skates by and does right, the bare right. minimum to yep. fly under the And who the does radar. he like? He likes Dwight. Yeah. Dwight's the number one salesman in the whole company. That's yep. right. You know, and it's like and he recognizes that and he's just like, Oh, you're gonna be my number two. I mean, you're the number one salesman, not yeah. at this branch in the whole company. Yeah, yeah I really like you your know? wants to give him more ethic, responsibility you know? and mm-hmm. he's got Dwight wearing long sleeves and yeah. he's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about your attack ready? Or that was like I think that was in it's like a straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. He like knocks some see. shit off yeah. as he's flailing okay. his arms around. <laughs> he's like, it's like but, straight jacket. Yeah, Charles yeah. Charles Minor, I just I really enjoy as a character because I think that he comes in and does exactly what he's supposed to do, which is hundred percent. He's like he's your straight from corporate, like here to streamline and cut the fat type of asshole. And yep. he just plays it so well. Yeah. Like, especially when Michael is trying to like Hey, I think we should sit down and get to know each other. And you can tell that he's just really not into the idea. He's like, I don't need to know you. I don't need to be best friends with you. Like, yeah. I just need you to do your job. And so he's asking him about, like, where did you come from? What's your wife's name? Like, yeah. I want you to tell me a secret you've never told anybody. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, no. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he goes, what's your, he's like, uh, what's your wife's name? And he's just staring him down. He's like, where did you come from before this? Sadikoy Steel. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, see? Sadikoy Steel. He's like, such a rich culture of diverse names. <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, Sadikoy Steel is where I worked wait, before. Wait, the, yeah. You're not from paper? <laughs> no. Does David Wall know this? Yes, he just wants yeah, somebody who's going to do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> he comes from finance. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, accounting. He, you know, he. I'll come. Yep. I come from accounting myself, and and he's he's like, and probably one of my favorite little like little blips of him is is when it's a talking head. And like, it just cuts back to him really quick, and he says, "I am aware of the effect I have on women." (laughs) (laughs) Kelly and Angel just throwing themselves at him the whole time. My one of my favorite bits with him, and I think we've talked about it in a previous episode, is during the Michael Michael Scott Paper Company arc, where uh, David Wallace comes in and he's trying to do like a quick introduction and talk to everybody. He's like, "All right, good morning, everybody." They're like, "Hello." 
He goes, so we've been talking and hi. <laughs> Kevin <Yeah>. like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> you just see Idris Elba like the smallest break in the background, like can't hold it together. <laughs> Bites his lip damn near to like to keep himself from laughing. <laughs> hi. Oh man. How would you feel if you're Brian Baumgartner and you got Idris Elba to break like yeah. that? <laughs> that would be a high point on my career. That would be a resume bullet point. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So that's my that's my uh, third person for like best guest stars before you start getting into people we yeah. didn't enjoy necessarily. Yeah. Talk about like a uh, difference between how someone is in real life versus their character on the show. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And another podcast, Office Ladies, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They talk about like the the character arc of you know of him, and they're just like, and Idris is just the nicest guy on the, the planet, you yeah, know, yeah. and it was just, it was just totally different, so, but yeah. that just is a testament to what a good actor he is. And I, Yeah, I was going to say, what a, what a remarkable actor Idris Elba just is anyways. You see him in, in, like, different roles that he has played, I think mostly, like, about, like, American Gangster and stuff, Yeah, he's just, like, yeah, yeah. A, a, amazing in that. Or in The Wire. The Wire, yeah, yes. Yeah, he's very good in that. Yeah. He does a pretty incredible, like, Brooklyn slash New York slash Baltimore oh, accent yeah. for being hardcore British. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I only have one more, and then we can maybe make some mentions of like our 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 least favorites or something like that to kind of yep. cap this off, right? But I have to mention probably one of my favorite actors. Um, like that he's if he's in something, I have to watch it, and that is. Uh, Timothy Oliphant as Danny Cordray. As Danny oh, Cordray. Yes. As Danny yep. Cordray. Yep. Agent yep. 47 Hitman. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I always knew him from. I always, I love him in this because unfortunately, like, he just. Like later on, he just doesn't get any slack, and he just like kind of gets like almost like written out to a degree. Yeah, he but just he kind of disappears. He kind of just kind of goes out out on the road and whatnot, yeah. and that's just that's the end of him. <laughs> but but his play into this, like he is, he's like a great salesman. Danny Cordray, he's the be- he's the worst. No, he's the best. He's the best salesman. Yep. And like they're going through the uh, Jim and Dwight are going into a sale, and they see Danny Cordray, and. <laughs> He's just this handsome guy who's just a, a nice, smooth talker, can kind of talk his way out in oh, and yeah. out of anything. And uh, and they end up losing a sale to him. And like, but he plays this role so phenomenally to it just in my eyes. Um, I, I don't know. I I love it. Yep. Timothy Oliphant's amazing. Yeah, he does a great job. He is very much like the effortlessly smooth talking guy, like the he doesn't really try that hard as far as like trying to impress people or trying to like go out of his way to be charming or whatever. It just sort of happens. Right, it's right. just sort of natural. I yes. love like that's why Jim and Dwight hate him so much, you yeah. know, because he is more handsome than Jim yep. and easy, like cooler than Jim. And then on the flip side, he's a better salesman than Dwight. Correct. You know? yep. So he is like everything he's that the, the total two, package. Yeah. He's yeah. The, is the everything that they're not. And, and I think that's why they like hate him. And then Michael, of course, falls in love with. Him. I love that in this, like the Dundies or whatever, or yeah, the last Dundies. Sex. Yeah, with D'Angelo office. Vickers. Yeah, hottest he, in the he office. He was hottest in the office, but he's not. He's not there to accept. And then Ryan's all upset. Yeah, <laughs> acting right. like he's not upset that he didn't yeah. win it so, this year. It's so subjective. Like, yeah. how do you even? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it's, love it. It's but just... yeah, they set up the sting with him and everything. They they pull like a, a different room in. 
yeah uh the office park and they like set up in a janitorial closet like a monitor situation and shit and put meredith in there in like the worst cover ever for a business oh my god it's a huge room with like one desk and a computer that's not fucking hooked up to anything (laughs) yeah just in the middle of the room and they've got meredith that he's trying to sell to who for the record is the worst person they could have possibly picked for that Hundred percent, because she's <laughs> and then so they try to send Oscar in. By... Hey, quit looking at him. Yeah. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just getting like flustered, and she's way turned on, just like oh, ready to go at. <laughs> Randy, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel real connection here. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> they're making her. He's making her sell to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he is good. So yeah, and then it's like a it's a point of pride that Michael is able to sell the greatest salesman on coming to work for him. And he's yeah. just like, I sold the guy who's the greatest salesman. And it's just Would you know. like your life to get better or worse or to stay the or same? Stay the same. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> it is I it might is. use that in my real world. Yeah. Like you're like <laughs> better That's, or worse or to stay the or same. Or stay the same. Yeah. Well, what's what's the worst option? Oh, you don't want to see the worst option. Yeah. <laughs> Love awesome. it, man. So, awesome. do you guys have anything to say about like anyone who's just like, I oh, God, I can't stand him for better or for worse? As <sighs> as far as like guest stars go, as far as guest stars go, well, sure. BJ, do you want to go ahead? I know you got something lined up, right? I I was just gonna say, and I think it it is another one of those like he did such a good job in the role because I hated him so yeah. much. Was uh, is it Ev- Evan Peters? Evan Peters, yeah, <laughs> Evan Michael's Peters. nephew. Michael's nephew, <laughs> that little shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's the worst. Yeah, okay. Like I physically felt anger in my chest when he comes back, and he's supposed to. He was challenged to go get like ice cream and to do the ice cream party, and he comes back with one little pint of soy ice cream and a thing of bagel chips. Oh, yeah, I, got the bagel I chip. was so mad. I know. <laughs> and he got a decaf for Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell wants decaf from a coffee run? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I but that once again, it, I mean, he's gone on to do other. I think American. My favorite story, movies are Boondock story. Saints and I'm a cinephile. I'm a cinephile <laughs> and, and Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just yeah, that, and that. But well, he got he got his butt slapped for it at the he end. Did. Yeah, but, he gets spanked. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Mine for kind of a similar reason, I guess, is so uh, I don't know that he went on to do like a ton of other stuff. I know he had a pretty big part in the show Glee, but the pizza delivery boy who who comes in for a similar reason. Kevin McHale is his name. He's such a piece of shit. (laughs) It's that episode where they're doing the satellite sushi party for Ryan's uh, (laughs) launch party. uh, The launch party for Dunder Mifflin. You know what I want to do? Well, yeah. New York sushi. You know what? I'm going to get it. There's only one place you can get authentic New York style sushi. Japan? <laughs> He's like, no, New York. He's like, Come on, let's go. You're driving. <laughs> but okay. he, comes, okay. he comes in as this delivery boy for the pizza place that they yeah. ordered, which is not good pizza to begin with. It's pizza by pizza Alfredo. By pizza by Alfredo. Pizza by Alfredo is the bad one. That's the bad one. Yep. Yeah. Would you rather have important. all you can eat pretty good pizza or a medium amount of really good pizza? A medium, medium amount, amount of really good pizza. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes in so michael's michael's ordered this pizza and he's trying to go through and he's like trying to use this coupon and the kid is arguing with him that the coupon is only on like two dollars or more or uh, uh two pizzas orders of two pizzas oh, right. and two he's pizzas. such a piece of shit about yeah. it like he's very 
it's not my problem. And like yeah. shrugs and Michael even calls him out at one point because the kid's like, mm, and shrugs and he's like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know anything about sales. Sales, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're a sa- you're selling pizza, right? You're such a loser. <laughs> so then What did you say? What did you? You're a loser. Stop what did you say? What did you call him? And then they go on to just <laughs> full on hold the kid hostage. Oh, God. Like Michael calls into the pizza place. They're not going to honor it because it's not on the coupon. It doesn't matter. Like, And so Michael just proceeds to hold this kid hostage like for everybody in Dunder Mifflin to see. He's going up. He's like calling for help oh, at the webcam to try and get out of there. Dwight has this great bit where he references the Geneva Convention. He's like, all right, kid, it's time for a bathroom break. I don't want to, but because some town in Switzerland says so, you have rights. (laughs) (laughs) You have rights. If you're going number two, you've got five seconds. Oh my god! So that's yeah. that's probably my my least favorite guest star, quote unquote. I know Flips he did the bird on the way out. A ton of stuff, but yep. like he yep. was just it's it's like you said with Evan Peters, like he just did such a good job of playing such an asshole in a that little, show. Just a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, dude. What do you, you got, got? A least favorite? I have a least favorite, and I want to cap this off with one of my favorite of like. One of my favorite moments of all stardom, I guess, in in the show. Okay, my least favorite comes from Wendy McLennan Covey. um, Oh yeah, if you recognize her from like Reno Nine One One, yeah, was Concierge Marie. Oh yes, in Business Trip. (laughs) And like now, it's not that I dislike her, but I don't think that her accent was really that great in this. I felt like it was was a little rough. I was like, ah, it's like I do love uh, her, but she. He's the just like, Huntsman is good. Yeah, uh, the Huntsman. The Huntsman's good. It's like, it's like sort of Russian. Matsuki. Yeah. <laughs> Matsuki. Yeah, that'd be a, that's a good one. And it's just like it's like ah, and I, but I do love the fact that like. Michael is enthralled with this idea that she's like a modern day geisha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like the whole time, God like while they're, while they're off, like she's like trying to relax after work and he's like quizzing her on concierge. Yep. He's it's like, just, it's, it's like, Christmas Eve. Trivia. It's Christmas you need, Eve. You need dry cleaning. Where do you go? Where do you uh, go? So, and it's just like, it's yeah. like uh, uh, pinpoint cleaners yeah, is the only one who would be open at this time. Yeah, it's, it's just like, oh my God, it's amazing. I'm, I, so, I'm really so taken aback. He's just, enthralled with this woman and then he does end up hooking up with her yeah, yeah. and stuff and I think that's what makes it all the worse to me I have a question okay. I never really understood so at like after they hook up and he gets kind of kicked out then she opens the door put the shoes out are yeah. they at the hotel yes okay so does so. she live at that hotel no like, she probably just gets a free room if I had room. to guess okay yeah, like, she I was knows like, where the empty ones are yeah. uh, or or was that Michael's room that he just got kicked yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta go stay with Andy or Oscar it's very viable yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy like Andy who's super drunk and called and confronted Angela and oh, she won't have Dwight's sex in the room yeah, yeah. that's a oh uh, yeah we need Oscar to do in the back of... just shit face why would you do Andy oh I loved that <laughs> Like friendship that formed uh, yeah. for drinking so Long good. Island iced teas. <laughs> I think I think we need an episode on on uh, friendships, like yeah, like un- yeah. unlikely un- friendships, unlikely friendships. Dwight and Pam, duos. that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. totally. Well, I would say concussion Dwight and concussion Pam. Dwight. Yeah, I think yeah. There's a lot there that we could do. I, have I mean, to, we uh, have to do a whole episode just for Dwight and Angela too. Dwangela, Dwangela, yeah. Dwangela yeah. episode. I have to. Uh, I, I really need to cap this off before we do. Um, I need to talk about probably one of the greatest uh, 
movies or like, what would you call it? A show inside the show. Jessica Alba, Jack Black, Cloris Leachman, Jack Black, and Jessica Alba. It's the it's the fictional movie called Mrs. Albert Hannaday. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like a modern day telling of like The Graduate. You know, the Mrs. Robinson. The Graduate. Yeah. So, but that was uh, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. But they had to get some celebrity stars in for that episode. Yeah. And Greg Daniels was kind of fighting it. And okay. that was his kind of workaround to allow them to be on the office without actually being on the office because he didn't want to do it. Where like all these big names were just guest stars. They're just dropping it. Right. They're just dropping okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So that was his call and his workaround where it's like, okay, they're going to be like the episode inside of an episode of like, yes. they're not really going to be part of the office universe, but their their names are going to be on the sheet. Okay. Okay. They'll and be so, on the call sheet somehow. Yeah. I just think it's it's absolutely hilarious. And I think they all did a great job of like acting inside of acting essentially. Yeah. And uh like the it's Cloris Leachman. It, yeah. Like it's, it's supposed to be Nicole Kidman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they made her grandma as her mom instead of the grandma. But <laughs> she had to drop out last minute, so they got Cloris Leachman. <laughs> Because that's the same. Oh, hilarious. Lily, reverse the button. Reverse the the button. The fucking cry he does that like. Uh, (laughs) Cringe in the bathtub (laughs) scene. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Yikes. Oh, it's a big old yikes, son. Oh, rest in peace, Cloris. Fucking hilarious. She was uh, was an Iowa native. Was she really? I didn't know that. Boom, son. Yep. Born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa. Not the only. You did not know that. Guess we're not the only big deal coming out of Iowa. Yeah, I guess not. All right. It's (laughs) it's probably Cloris Leachman, number one, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Us tied for number two. Yeah, Scotch and Splenda tied tied with, yeah. Ashton Ashton Kutcher. That guy from Yellowstone, uh, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but but yeah, uh, well. I think that's about it there, gents. Yeah, that that's good. kind of all I've got for that. Yep. I think we've done a pretty good job covering, you know, who the ones are that we enjoyed, who we didn't enjoy, um, who did a good job of playing such gigantic pieces of shit that we genuinely did not enjoy <laughs> Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Which is just a testament to their acting ability. Yeah, yep. most definitely. So and put a bow on that one then. Put a bow on it. I guess okay. uh I guess that's all guys. Thank you again for listening to Scotch and Splenda. Uh make sure you're leaving us a five star review. Uh, while you're sitting there listening to us, because it doesn't take any effort at all, you can just smash that five star right now. All right. And when you're doing that, it gives you a great opportunity too to throw your own fan theories in there, like we were talking about. We love to hear them. We love to cover them. We love to be able to shout you out on the podcast, talk about people that we know or people that we've just met through our review process yep. or whatever it may be. But yeah, I mean that sort of takes us into next week. We're going to be talking about our own fan theories, so we're going to be bringing our own theories to the table. And we're going to talk through kind of our what-if situations as far what as ifs. yeah, what happened if X, Y, Z. And we're going to debate those and talk yep. a little bit about what we think would have happened or what we think could have been a good direction they could have taken it or whatever it may be. Yep. How one small decision by one character could have changed the we're entire We're going to talk show. about the butterfly effect, but not that yep. terrible movie with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> Second callback. <laughs> I like that movie. Uh, <laughs> BJ's like, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So make sure if you uh, want to find us anywhere on that social media, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Scotch Splenda. That's just at Scotch Splenda. No and, no ampersand, at Scotch Splenda. And if you'd rather email us for your fan theories, uh, make sure you shoot it on over to Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out. 
Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on any social media platforms, you can find me, BJ, at I am the beach. That's beach, B E E J, on Instagram and TikTok. Nick, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, just about everywhere at Nick Morella. That's N I C K M E R U L L A. Uh, you'll find that on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. On Instagram, you can find me at at Morella Nick, uh, M E R U L L A N I C K, because that bastard Nick Morella in New Jersey who follows me on Twitter took that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me just about anywhere on social media, guys. A J A Y V E N S. It's A J Vens. Anywhere on social media, just plug it in and find me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much again for joining us for Scotch and Splenda. Uh, I guess until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.